Hello, and welcome to the Sarah Zen Podcast. We're here to provide you with opportunities to ground and grow. Thank you for joining us. Hey, friends, welcome back to a Sarah Zen Podcast. I am Gentle with the Prevention Department, and we're going to take a deep dive in friendship breakups. Is that even a thing? We actually had a deep discussion and talk with our youth committee, and we've decided that it's definitely a thing and not talked about near as much as romantic breakups. During this episode, we will discuss conflict and how to deal with it in a healthy way. Yep, you can deal with conflict in a healthy way. I know, it sounds crazy, but we're going to talk about it just wait. We're also going to talk about things we cannot control, as well as friendship breakups, and of course, we have to tell you what a healthy friendship look like. So sit back, get your snack, and get ready to listen. Conflict is a part of life. It's natural, it's normal, and it's going to happen in all of our relationships. That includes friendships, romantic relationships, and even your relationships with family at home. However, how we handle conflict in a friendship determines whether or not the friendship is healthy or unhealthy. Is this a deal breaker or is this something that we can deal with? Now, how to deal with conflict. I got four easy steps because we know in every friendship, conflict will happen. You're two different people, you won't always agree, but we can deal with conflict in a healthy way. So my four ways to deal with conflict is one being Calm down and cope and self-care. Strong emotions can make it really, really difficult to have a productive conversation. Don't engage in a screaming match. Don't engage in a text or social media fight. It's okay to take a break from the discussion. I think a lot of times we think like, hey, we got to hurry up and talk about it. Let's get it out. This is my friend. I don't want to lose our friendship. But it's okay to calm down and cope. You may say, hey, this is getting really heated right now. Let's talk about this tomorrow. And you go home, listen to some music, and you begin to calm down and maybe even think more clearly. So when you're able to have this conversation with your friend. Now, how do we even have this conversation? Because conflict is hard. It can turn into an argument that you think that you never really wanted to happen, especially not with their friend. So you have to figure out what's at the root of the problem. Anger is an okay emotion. It's okay to be angry, but it's what you do with that anger that is key. Figure out what's really going on. Are you really angry? Are you sad? Are you mad because you, you never expected this from your friend? Are you upset because you see you guys are changing or maybe you're going in different directions in life? This is not just true to just teenagers either. This is true for all people. I know that even as an adult and after talking to our youth committee, we have so many similarities in how we deal with conflict in a healthy way. Friendship breakups is just navigating friendships, period. And especially adding the pandemic, COVID-19, that's still very much so going on in our world. So when trying to deal with conflict, another thing, while you're figuring out what's at the root of the problem, make sure you talk it out with intention. Now, this is the part that can be a little difficult because a lot of times I'll be honest to say that I've been guilty of doing this. I like to just scream everything I want to say before I give the other person an opportunity to even talk. So a great way to do this is using an I statement. Oh my God, if you've ever been to school or any social worker, you've probably heard of an I statement. I freaking love I statements. I use them at home with my children. I use them when talking with my coworkers. It's a great way to express how you feel. Now this is how it goes. Now I statements is you say, I feel, and then you put your emotion and then you tell why you feel that way. So here's an example. I feel angry because 
I feel like I'm not being hurt. I feel sad because we're having an argument. I feel happy because I'm finally relieved that we're able to talk. So these are ways that you can use the I statement. Those are good examples. You can use them in any relationship, anywhere where you're trying to, you know, express how you feel. Now, the fourth part of how to deal with conflict in a healthy way is listen actively. Okay, wait a moment. Are you saying that I actually have to be intentional about listening? I can't just be the person talking? Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. Make an effort to hear not only the words the other person is saying, but more importantly, the message that's being communicated. This is where you're looking out for those I statements. You want to know how your friend is actually feeling. This is a healthy way of dealing with conflict because we can't avoid conflict at all. Now, let's talk about the things we can and cannot control. Now, this is where it gets a little uncomfortable for me because yeah, I can admit that sometimes I like to feel like I do have control. But the key here is even in a friendship, even in a relationship, the things you can control is yourself, basically. My words, my actions, my idea, my play, my effort, my mistakes, my behavior. Now, what's not included there is my feelings because we like to think that we can't always control how we feel, but we definitely can control how we react to our feelings. So wait, okay. Let me give you an example. An example would be, for instance, I feel angry because I didn't get to eat breakfast this morning. Now, I can't control me feeling angry, right? I'm feeling angry, upset, but I can control what I do with that anger. Am I gonna walk into work this morning and just be mad at everyone I come across because I didn't eat breakfast? Or am I gonna decide that, you know what? I need to eat a bigger lunch. It's no need for me to be upset at my coworkers. It's no need for me to walk around pouting and upset all day. I can choose to behave differently. Now, the things we can't control is obviously other people, their actions, mistakes, words, play, ideas, behaviors, nor can we control other people's feelings. If we can't control our own, we definitely can't control others. Now, we can affect how other people feel. We can do things that may change or alter their feelings, but we can't 100% control our feelings or anyone else's, but we can control our actions, our words, our ideas, our play, our effort, our mistakes, our behavior. Those are things that we can control in a friendship, a relationship, period, I guess. So if you're at the point in your friendship where you're like, you know what? We're trying to deal with our conflict in a healthy way and it's just not working. So breakups happen. Same goes for friendship breakups. Breakups are almost always difficult. But how difficult they are depends on how we choose to handle it. Breaking up does not have to be dramatic. Breaking up does not have to be dramatic. Breaking up does not have to be dramatic. I said that three times on purpose. In fact, you can break up with a friend in a healthy way. I know you're thinking, yeah, right. It's always dramatic and it's so hurtful. Here's a question to think about that we did talk about with our youth committee. Is breaking up with a friend harder than a romantic relationship? We decided, yeah, it can be difficult. It can actually be more difficult than a romantic relationship. Majority of relationships we experience in our lives are actually non-romantic. So that's what makes friendship breakups unique from romantic relationships. We have more non-romantic relationships in our lives than we do romantic. So that means that this friendship breakup thing probably should be talked about just a little bit more. And that's what youth committee says. They said like, it happens all the time. We go into the idea of friendships. It's like, this is going to be my friend 
for forever or a very long time. Like this is the person I'm gonna navigate eighth grade, sixth grade, college, being a parent. And then this thing happened where you grow apart or you go different ways and now, we're kind of left not really knowing what to do. So we're going to talk about some ways that we can handle this. What makes friendship breakups unique is in romantic relationships, there's often a conversation that signals that a breakup is about to happen, right? You know, they're like, okay, a breakup is happening. We need to talk about it. We need closure. And then rather than seeking support and advice from other friends, people are more likely to keep it to themselves. This can make you feel isolated. So in friendship breakups, you don't always want to tell your other friends because they may be a part of your friend circle. You don't want to make it weird with your other friends. So you may just keep it all inside. Like I know that we're probably not going to be good friends anymore, but let me not say anything because I don't want to make it weird with my other friends. And that can be very isolating and alone. We don't communicate our expectations during friendship. We don't want to express our needs and have them rejected. In romantic relationships, that's praised all the time. Communicate your expectations. Tell your partner what you want. Tell them what you're looking for. But that's not always done in friendship. We don't tell them what we expect of the friendship, nor do we tell them what we need out of the friendship. Because it's not common. Oftentimes, we don't communicate the terms of what happened when we aren't friends. So that's also different than a romantic relationship, right? You don't really say that like, hey, so since we're not friends anymore, then like, I don't want to talk to you here. That's rare. It's rare that we even communicate what to do now that we aren't friends. When we're all in the same setting, when I see you in the hallway, when I have to work with you, what do we do? And it's common to feel anger, sadness, loneliness, anxiety about seeing this person and even fearful of having to pick sides. Understanding that all these feelings are normal. That's normal breaking up with a friend, just like it's normal with having romantic breakups. So how do you break up with a friend? How do I do it? This is so hard. People are not talking about it. I know as an adult, we definitely need to talk about this more because I've had so many friendship breakups and I feel that I didn't know what to do to navigate them. So I'm gonna give you some tips as I learned, youth committee and I came up with these. We felt like that would be helpful. Know when it's time to break up. Every conflict doesn't mean the friendship is over. That's why we started this conversation talking about conflict and how to deal with it in a healthy way. Here's a good one. Take time to grieve. Losing a friend can be very, very, very hard. Use self-care to cope with losing a friend. Take time to grieve. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to do something to sit with those feelings. Remember I said, even during conflict, you should take a break. So it's okay to grieve and have these strong emotions. And it's okay to implement self-care as a way to deal with these strong emotions, whether that's taking a bubble bath, playing a video game, talking with friends, going skating, whatever you do to make your feel upbeat and excited and happy again. Implement that even when breaking up with a friend. Communicate the issue. Talk it out with intention and listen actively to see what is at the root of the problem. This may be difficult to happen in the beginning, but I think communicating the issue is important. Just like we say closure is important in romantic relationships, I believe that closure or at least communicating what's going on is very, very important too here. Keep others out of it. Wait, what? I can't tell my other friends. Yeah, you can confide in your other friends. What happened between you all should not affect your other friend circle. Remember, boundaries are active and important now. I gotta pause. I love talking about boundaries. The reason we say boundaries are active and important because they may change over time. Your boundary may be like, you know what? 
I can't hang out with this friend. I don't want to be around them. So like, hey, don't invite me if you're inviting them and that's okay. But over the next month or so, you might say like, you know what? I'm okay. You can invite them. We're, we we don't, we won't hang out or we won't talk yet, but inviting them is fine. They're active and important. So that means that even during a friendship breakup, you have to hold firm to your boundaries with your other friends, as well as the friend that you broke up with. And here's a good one. Move on with new friends. I know it's difficult. And I know Drake had a song that said no new friends. However, developing new friends is important. You know that you're capable of maintaining a close friendship. You've done it before, why you can't do it again? Many times in your lifetime, you will have friends that come and go. Some friends may be there longer than the other, but navigating how to break up with these friends is important. Now that we have talked about conflict and how to deal with it in a healthy way, we discussed the things we can and cannot control, which pretty much means we can only control ourselves. I know, how lame, but hey, it's true as well as taking a deep dive into friendship breakups and how to navigate that in the healthiest way possible. So I know you're thinking, what does a healthy friendship look like? How do I even know if my friendship is healthy in the first place? We like to say there's four keys to a healthy friendship. In my DJ Khaled voice, major key alert. I can't do DJ Khaled well, but I tried. So major key alert, a healthy friendship has these four key components. Trust, support, communication, and boundaries. Trust looks like you know that your friend is not going to go and tell your deepest, darkest secrets. You know that you can be your 100% self with them without them judging you, making fun of you. You also know that a healthy friendship has support. That means that they support the things you want to do. They support you if you're having a bad day. They cheer you on at your game. They help you with math because they know you're not that great at it, but they know that they can help. That's what support looks like. Communication. Communication is key. You always hear that. That's an old saying, but it's a true saying. You need healthy communication. You need to know that the person that you're friends with, you can communicate your needs, communicate your boundaries. They listen to you. And that you have most serious communication, serious conversations face-to-face. Because I know we love the computer, we love the phones, we love our tablets. But there's some things that you can tell in face-to-face conversations such as emotions, body language, eye contact, that you can't tell over the internet nor on via phone. So we think the best communication, especially in a disagreement or conflict, please talk about it face-to-face. And yes, FaceTime and video messenger is an option, but not the best option. Also, a healthy friendship is someone who respects your boundaries. Boundaries are your personal rules for yourself. So in a healthy friendship, you guys create your boundaries and they respect them. They don't try to push you to do things that you don't want to do. If one of your boundaries is you don't like hugs, they don't try to run up to you and hug you. So a healthy friendship has trust, support, communication, and boundaries. That is key for healthy friendship. Now that was fun. I don't think we talk about friendship breakups enough and we need to talk about it more. This is something that not just being talked about with youth or young people or students. It's actually been talked about everywhere now that we are 
in a different world. That's the way I like to say it. Our world is different. So we have to navigate romantic relationships slightly different, different and even friendships. So thank you for grabbing your snacks and taking a deep dive in friendship breakups with me. Again, this is a Sarah's Ian podcast. If you want more information about Sarah's Ian or listen to other podcast episodes, you can visit our website at sarahsian.org. That's sarahsian.org. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye, friends. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Sarah Zen podcast today. I'm Katie Hickman, the Director of Development at Sarah Zen. I would like to invite you to join us on Saturday, October 16th for Stand Tall with Sarah Zen. Stand Tall is our annual fundraising event, which will be held at the Oak Park Country Club. The evening will include a short presentation on Sarah's Inn Prevention Programming and the Youth Committee. Join us to show your support for Sarah's Inn and learn more about how to end the cycle of domestic violence within the community. Event information and safety protocols are available at sarahsinn.org. We hope to see you there.